I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gonokurnai Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, especially those listening here today. Welcome to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone, a lifestyle podcast that focuses on the outside of our zones as well as the inside of our homes. I'm your host, Alyssa Sutherland, interior designer and entrepreneur. Come with me as I take you on a journey to build the life of your dreams. Hello guys and welcome back to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone. Today's episode is going to be about being yourself, being a personal brand and basically how to not put yourself in a box to what people expect you to be like, what you think you should be showing up as and having those expectations on yourself and rather just how to be authentically you, not worrying about what the next person is doing, how to stay in your own lane and just know that whatever you are out there doing doesn't matter to anyone else as long as it matters to you and you know why you're doing it. So let's jump in. But today I want to give like, instead of doing what I'm doing outside my comfort zone, actually, I need to do that too. I'm going to give a recommendation of the week because this is just a new thing I feel like I want to share. But I'm currently binging Made in Chelsea on Netflix. There's only two seasons of it on there, but I was obsessed with Made in Chelsea. Just like, you know how you can watch little videos on Facebook? Well, I'd be always just down the rabbit hole. This is like prior to Reels and TikTok. This is like Facebook videos and there would be basically an entire episode of Made in Chelsea on Facebook and I just would binge watch them. So I feel like I already know all the characters, but I'm just absolutely obsessed with it at the moment and that is my recommendation of the week. I've been I'm in and about sharing this or not, like what's outside my comfort zone this week, but I don't I don't think I'll give the whole thing away, but I don't know why I'm holding the information in at the same time. <laughs> okay. So if you do follow AS Interior, you would have seen me share like this reel the other week and it was just me on the beach getting super stoked, some really exciting news. And I'm going to call it like at this point in time, it's the peak of my career. I feel like this moment is something that just is giving me a lot of recognition, a lot of validation, and it's being recognized by the right people. You know how much I've been working on putting myself in the right rooms, putting myself in environments where people are in my corner going to support me know what difference I'm out here doing that whole saying that if you're the most successful person in the room you're in the wrong room so I was approached for this opportunity to be a speaker at an event and it's in within my industry it's related to my university and my study and basically I've been asked to come and speak as an alumni presenter and it's a lot bigger than I was anticipating and it's a lot more like me down on only three speakers and I have to present first and I'm not even nervous about it because basically the entire presentation is about myself and I have an entire podcast about myself so it's not like I struggle to speak about my life but basically it's in a room of people that matter and it's been a while since I've had to put myself in a room where people like eyes are on you and they're there for you and they hear are really intrigued to hear what you have to say, what you're producing in that room. That content is really valuable. And so I feel like there's a lot on my shoulders with it, but in the best way. 
and I just feel so amazed at like the opportunity that has come in for me and how it's come in and just oh it, it just makes it's we all have things I guess that we know to us mean success all right we all have our own definition of what success feels like what success looks like and to me this feels successful this feels like I'm being recognized this feels like people are seeing what I'm doing and the right people are understanding and comprehending that and want me to go further and you know the the person who actually put me into this position is like a university teacher I had and someone who I've maintained such an amazing relationship with and for her to put me in this position and and let that like and then for it to actually come through and I get selected for it and everything just work out and I feel so abundant and so grateful for her and she literally just said I need to get you out there we need to get you out there and so I'm just fucking gonna give it a big old crack and I don't think it'll be anything too scary I'm just gonna pretend I'm in the podcast studio just talking to all you guys but instead it's a whole bunch of really scary (laughs) people (laughs) not scary I'm sure it's gonna be very supportive and lovely and a really cool networking event but yeah I'm really stoked and I'm really proud of myself 100%. I think this shows just how it's going to relate to today's episode and how showing up consistently, authentically and just knowing exactly who you are and what you're out there doing gets you places and gets you to where you want to be. And I just want you to use this episode as be inspired, be expanded by this. Don't, you know, this isn't overnight success. This isn't just luck. It's just, this is showing up and this is being consistent and this is being your true self and knowing who you are and what you're meant to be doing yeah so take it from me this is going to be a bit of insight on how I show up how I be a brand how I be a personality how I be authentic and how I don't put myself in a box and limit myself from what I want to do in this lifetime in my career in my business because if I put myself in a box I wouldn't be here I wouldn't have a podcast I wouldn't expand myself and all the avenues that I can continue to grow and evolve into and I'm going to start off with one very relatable comment that I think I hear a lot if you are good at one thing just stick to it stick to that one thing there's that whole thing about if you're a jack of all trades you're a master of none and you can be super niche you can be just one thing and just be that amazing talented gifted at one thing but if we're talking about being a creative here and having one thing that you focus on I think it's going to be really hard to continue to evolve to continue to be better at that one thing there's always going to be room for growth but it's about expansion and evolution and how much can you just sustain doing the same thing over and over again and it comes down to the way we're wired and for some people they thrive off repetition and doing the same thing over and over again producing the same service producing the same product doing the one thing that that works and if it if it's not broken don't fix it that's fine but if you feel like you're called to do something more to do something else to do something greater then don't ever put yourself in the box that you're only ever meant to be this one thing. For me, I'm an interior designer. When someone asks me what I do, I say I'm an interior designer. That's what I'm qualified to do. That's what I say, you know, I will say I'm an interior designer by trade. I will always look to myself as that is what I was put on earth to do. 
to be an interior designer. I can do it so effortlessly. I can do it so easily. My brain doesn't ever stop thinking about it. Anywhere I go, I'm thinking about design, building design, constructions, just like it doesn't ever leave me. I dream about it. I think about it in the shower and it just is something that is a part of me and I love it. I will never get sick of it. I'll never get sick of talking about it. It's just a part of me. However, in my limited capacity brain, I have taught myself that's not only going to be the only thing I can rely on for work and for my business. I need more if I want to have success in getting income and to maintain creative balance. I've told myself that and so I believe that. And so that's why I do more than that. Now, is that right? I don't know. Is that wrong? I don't know. But at the end of the day, I probably could be really good at interior design and all I ever did and do was interior design. But I know that I am capable and meant for more things, for more expansion, for more opportunities to be creative in so many different facets. And being a creative people expect you to kind of be able to do everything like obviously doing a brand and then all of a sudden I'm doing their website and then all of a sudden I'm doing their social media then all of a sudden I'm taking the photos then all of a sudden I'm taking the professional photos then all of a sudden I'm a photographer and then it just I'm a videographer and like people just think you can just expand 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 and whilst that isn't like false it's also not I'm never going to be amazing at everything like I can do it I'm not amazing at it but I'm giving it a go I'm trying I'm putting myself out there and if that client loves the way I do that and thinks that what I do is amazing if it's what their expectation is and I'm meeting their expectation then what I'm producing is more than enough like I need to remind myself that I am good at that and I can be doing that and doing something for my client that they love and appreciate and they chose me to do it over somebody else for a reason and this is what comes down to being a personal brand and how people will choose you because of who you are and the way you do things not because you're a professional at it or not that because you're super clean cut and fine tooth with everything you do it's because of who the hell you show up as and that's what people find attractive that's what people that's why people work with you that's why people come to you because of how the how you show up. I know that I don't really care if I'm qualified or not to do something, if I'm capable of working through it, figuring it out and somehow producing something that is high quality, the best I can, and it meets somebody's expectation more than they expected, exceeds expectation and fulfills what they want. And they're going to come back to me again and again and again and continue to expand my services with me. I'm going to continue to expand my services with them. Evolution is knowing that you can try and you can try again. You go through seasons, I guess, as well, where you feel more called to do certain things. And in other seasons, you just step away from that. I'm going to give a great example. Um, A local photographer I know has taken herself down this new route of doing like really beautiful maternity and newborn photo shoots. I don't want to like butcher this because she's come up with a beautiful name for it. She and I were having this discussion, like she posted some beautiful photos of this maternity shoot and I was just like, wow, these are beautiful. And like, I just got tears in my eyes just looking at these photos of this gorgeous couple and their children and I said, these are beautiful. Like, where did you take these photos? And we'd been talking about doing some stuff for me, my personal brand, which we'll get around to doing, I promise. 
And she and I were starting to talk about like, yeah, this new journey she's doing with these photos. Now, I just want to intersect myself and say she is a wedding photographer. So right now we're in the middle of winter in Australia and it's not really wedding season. So as a photographer and a wedding photographer, you've got to expand yourself during seasons where you're not going to be busy at a wedding every weekend, at three weddings every weekend. You need to find ways to expand. And so she's done a lot more stuff with personal brands and newborn shoots and, you know, it's just really, really beautiful, the content she's producing. And I said to her about the maternity shots, I was like, look, I've never really been a fan of maternity shots. Like, I guess it's just I've never been pregnant, so I don't have that emotional feeling and attachment to what that must be like and to want to get a whole photo shoot done with it. And the way she's captured this is about being raw. Maybe that's something to do with the name. I really need to look up the name. Give me two seconds. Okay, it's called Bared Motherhood and basically her whole message behind it is showcasing the beauty that is motherhood in preparation of when you up your body is preparing for a baby and how your body doesn't feel like your own anymore and also just how you might be wondering what that next baby is going to look like and feel like in your new like in your existing family when you might already have a child and like navigating toddler transition with a newborn all that motherhood stuff and I think it's a really beautiful concept and for me I've been woken to it because for me it's not on my radar because I'm not a mother and I just think it's a really beautiful thing that she's stepping into and developing evolving and growing her brand as she does it so I just think that's a beautiful little moment and I'm going to link her Instagram in the bio in the show notes if you want to go and have a little look at that because she's a local photographer in Gippsland so go support her ultimately back to the start when someone says I think you should just niche down on one thing and be really good at that one thing I think that's a great comment and I agree with it a lot like I said but whilst you're still developing a brand developing your business finding out how to do things and work on different things I think it's really empowering to try so many different things because whilst I might be out here as an interior designer what if I one day come across something else that I love and enjoy more and that may happen and I don't want to have limited myself put myself in a box to say I can never do that I can go back to uni and study something else. I don't have to go to uni and study anything else if I don't want to. I can just continue to evolve and grow and learn and self-teach, be self-made. I think it's the most empowering thing. And so for me, I've allowed myself to be open to opportunities coming. A lot of people will ask me, do you do this? Do you do that? And I'm going to say yes most of the time because I just think I can I can do that. If you would like me to do it, I can give it a go. And while something is new, I might, yeah, trial it with a particular client that might be an existing client. And then once I feel confident in that becoming a service, I'll open that up for new clients. So I just think it's really cool to let yourself evolve and learn and grow. And that shapes your brand and shapes your brand identity. It's really just a point of difference by showing that you can do more than just one thing. If you know me as well, you know that my business and my goal is to be a multidisciplinary studio 
with multidisciplinary designers. I don't see myself being the only principal in this company forever. I want it to be an, a whole team of collaborative people to bring all our skill set together to have an amazing creation that we can work on together. That is where I destined to take my my team and my business and my brand. So in order for my steps to get there, I have to be capable of doing all those things first. I have to know how to do a website, how to do a brand, how to make a menu, how to do interiors, all of the things. So that the day that I start to bring people onto my team and I might have to troubleshoot something or I might have to lead and direct a team to do those things, I need to know how to do it because how am I ever going to teach someone else something that I don't know how to do? And that's what people don't tell you about running a business is you have to be the person that does it all. You have to go back to being the admin bitch. You have to do the accounts. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to run your social media. You have to run your website. And then you have to be the person that calls people, emails people, goes to site, goes to a meeting has design project it's so much and I love every second of it and I love that I get to do all those things and learn how to do those things so that when I have a team member come up to me and say Alyssa can you help me deal with this person or deal with this or fix this or do that I want to know how to fix it I'm gonna my job title should be troubleshoot queen because that's all I used to ever do at my old job but at the end of the day it's been bloody cohesive in what I do in all those elements how I show up as a business owner. How does my brand showcase my ability to do that? And it's me meeting my brand. And so when people want to brand or rebrand, I think it's important that they are so clear on what that entails and what their vision and mission and values are so that they can show up as that to meet their brand. At the end of the day, this is coming from a branding designer. Your logo is just a word and some colors put together to be aesthetically pleasing. That's all it is. At the end of the day, it's identified as something deeper than that. It's identified with what you do, who you are, what you produce, what you value, what you offer, and that's the recognition. So at the end of the day, it's putting those two things together you can be like, this person's brand is this, this, and this, but they aren't actually very re- re- reciprocated of that. They aren't meeting that. They say they're all these things, they're going to do all these things, but I'm not seeing them do it. And that's fine. People are going to go through seasons where they're focused on one thing more than the other in their business and in their brand. But at the same time, you can evolve around it. But that doesn't mean you change the look you don't change the identity people are going to be on the journey with you and if you're constantly chopping and changing this aesthetic feature of your business and brand then how do you expect people to remember who the fuck you are because I for no I know for sure that you know my brand is just as it's just two letters and three different colors and that just is fun it's funky it's just All that is demonstrating is my initials and that I like those colors. They're bold. They're fun. They're actually the initials are in lowercase. I like to write in lowercase for some 12-year-old version of me that still hasn't left me does. So I just think that at the end of the day, I'm just out here 
reciprocating my own identity but calling it a business and a brand. And I think that's the easiest and most effortless way to be a brand and how to create your identity. So when you are considering going and starting a personal brand and you need to design that logo, make it about you so that it's not hard to meet that branding. If you do something that isn't authentic of you, it's not who you truly are. Like a great example is if I went and made branding that was black and white and minimalist writing and really cursive, fancy, thin font and just showed like minimalism and petiteness and just softness, like fuck no, that's not me. It's not me at all. I am not black and white bougie queen I am but in a different way like it's just not at all me can you see me having a black and white logo and fancy cursive writing or minimalist writing no we're all thinking no no way Alyssa is vivacious Alyssa is bold she's not afraid to be who she is she's not afraid to just meet that she's not afraid to be that like I'm not afraid of color. I'm, I actually literally often wear my branding colors in my outfits. Like I'm always repping it naturally because it's effortless to be my brand. Like if you know me and you see me in person, you'll always see me wearing blue and pink and they're my brand colors. So it's like I've actually created a brand authentic to me and that's just in a logo. Since starting the podcast, I've loved hearing your feedback and I love your ideas you come up with with episodes, things you want to hear more about and what you want me to dive deeper on. And today's episode is based on a message I received from a listener and a follower. And also I then have gone on and talked to a couple more people about it and they're like, yes, you need to do an episode on it. So that's why we're here today. But I thought I'd read this message because it might help you unpack why I decided to do the episode. So I've been thinking for a while about doing the interior decoration course at a design school. I think I'll do it next year for a lot of reasons, but I have some background in visual merchandising. I love interiors and styling and with my floristry experience, I wish to upskill and incorporate this into my floristry business. I don't think I can rely on my floral services purely to make a good income. Eventually, my goal is to work for myself in full time capacity. Ideally, lease out a studio space and offer floristry services, visual merch services, interiors, mood boards, concepts, etc. So I guess this is quite broad and I wish to know how you can expand your business into more of a multidisciplinary studio rather than one area. How do I find clients, build my own website? How do I stand out, remain unique in a flooded industry? I hope that makes sense. Babe, that made so much sense and I am the right person to ask that question to. So let's firstly unpack this whole message. I can't wait for you to go to a design school and just give it your all. I went to Swinburne University and studied a diploma and advanced diploma. So it's actually a TAFE course. Interior design can be done through a TAFE course before you go into degrees and all that stuff. So if you're wanting something that you can do part-time and take it at your own pace, then that's a really great course to do. And I have talked to people who've gone to design schools and other um, TAFEs and things like that. 10 out of 10 people, is that going to make sense? Will say that they are glad they went to Swinburne 
like they always end up at that Swinburne course. So I can't rave highly enough about that. And obviously I'm going to talk about that in my presentation <laughs> on Friday. Um, so can't wait for you to do that. And I loved my course. It wasn't for the faint heart though. I A lot of people dropped out of our course and didn't see it through. It's very full on, very intense, but I did do the two years full time. So you can take it part time and do it at your own pace. I also love that you want to collaborate that with floristry. Something I've always loved is floristry and I would love to do a florist apprenticeship. And one of my local florists actually is offering one at the moment, but I just, I don't know if I can commit to something like that with how busy I am with my work. And I just kind of want to self-teach that and I know I'm not good at it, but (laughs) I do love and I always talk about how important it is to have fresh blooms in your home and I just think it's a really pretty way to style. So I think matching interiors and floristry is just, it's so effortless and it's going to blend really seamlessly. So don't be deterred by putting those two things together because I think they're a match made in heaven. I guess as well, when you want to upskill yourself, you know exactly what that entails. You know where to go to upskill, whether that's in your floristry skills, whether that's in business management skills, whether that's doing an interior design course, where it's whether it's doing a visual merchandising course, a social media course, you know where you lack maybe some skill and some strength and that's where you can go and dive deeper on. So figure out what you are good at and where you feel confident in and what you want to go and work on and then look and research on those things or look into delegating those sorts of things. So if you feel at the point of you want to get someone to help you with social media, for example, then you can delegate that to a social media manager, marketing manager, and then you can spend more time going and studying your interior design course or studying more for your floristry or business management. I also think that you know where you can take a step and make it full time. We all know that that's a scary step, but you know that you can do it and you know when you can do it. I wish I could go back and tell myself to have done this sooner because I could have done it sooner. And I had people telling me, you could have done this sooner. And when I was still in that, you could be doing this. You imagine that, visualize that. A coworker and I used to always talk about running our own businesses and now we're both running our own businesses full time and it's been only like 18 months since we had that conversation. So don't put yourself on a timer or a five-year plan of when you can make that leap to go full time on your own business. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can secure I guess income if you are worried about the income side of things you can like look into getting grants when you start a business you can get in you can look at you know job seeker payments and things that you might feel like you need to just have back on the back burner while you get things set up and have uh, income come in there's a lot of ways you can look at it and I think that fear that you aren't going to make a full-time income is what's going to hold you back from making a full-time income. My first year of business definitely was something that I just wanted to navigate and know that I wasn't going to make a million dollars in my first year of business. And when you come to terms with that, then you can go on and just give it your all and be present and navigate 
the whole journey. And as I said earlier, it's important to learn how to do everything in your business. And you have to be bad at something before you can be good at something. And you've just got to be prepared for that. It's not, it's not about the money at the end of the day. And if that's all you're in it for, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. You shouldn't have to feel that force when it comes to being a business owner and coming up with the next thing and meeting your branding and all this stuff. It should not at all be forced. It should be the most flow state effortless thing ever. We do get blocks. We do definitely have times where everything isn't going to come to you smoothly and it's not going to be easy and you're not constantly just flooding in with ideas but most of the time you start a business because you have a reason to you have this weird creative idea that comes to you that you know that no one else is going to be able to do this the idea has been gifted to you to do something with it not everyone's built to do the same thing we're not all here to do the same thing and we're not all here to be the same person no one is you and that is your power and that is what you need to focus on when you are going into creating a brand because if you're trying to just make a quick buck if you're just trying to be the best at something get through a certain amount of like I don't know meet a number expectation of something then who are you trying to prove because it doesn't sound like you're trying to prove yourself it sounds like you're trying to prove somebody or something else and that just gives ick to me that's icky as because you're not really authentic and true you're not at all at all You want to be in business because you've been gifted with a talent, you've been gifted with an idea, you've been gifted with an opportunity and you're going to bloody run with it. And if you haven't got that drive and you haven't got the ideas flowing to you and you haven't got the creative and the business mindset, then I don't know, maybe you need to go into a partnership with someone who does have that and you can work on the parts that you want to get out of it. But I ultimately, I just think you need to reevaluate what your business direction is and if it's right because I don't think that sounds authentic if you're not in it for a deeper reason, if you know what I mean. So like I'm going to give a great example of I have someone who listens to this podcast. He's a great friend of mine and he told me the other day this business idea he's had for our town and he hasn't ever like he did launch it and then it kind of just like dropped off but he's like no one's come up and done it you know he's like I can't believe I did it for a while and then I just couldn't get anyone to keep going with it as in like workers and so he's like I kind of just had to throw the idea away because it just wasn't feasible with my other business and he's like I've always wanted to like pick it up and try again with it and it's in demand. It's not that it didn't work out. It's just he didn't have the workers to execute it, I guess is the best way to put it. He's like, no one's come up with it and gone and done it. Like it's still an idea I could could pick up and keep going. I've still got everything in motion to do it. And I was just like, well, bro, like you need to fucking get on that. Like, come on. Like you've got the idea for a reason and no one else has done it for a reason. It's yours. It's yours for the taking. And so I said to him, like we were talking about how which ways he can level up his business and and we we're having this full discussion and then he told me that and I was just like, I think the proof is in the pudding, like you know what your answer is right now. That's what I mean is authenticity when it comes to starting a business. You know your purpose, you know your idea, you know your market, you know your niche, you know that no one else is doing that. That's your time to shine. But if you know that someone else is doing that and you're just trying to do it too, uh, think again. 
think of something else. Let the ideas flow to you and don't sit down and force the ideas. This is the biggest red flag. I'll tell you right now, I don't ever sit down and have a brainstorming sesh about my business. Ideas come to me. Ideas come to me in what I'm doing, in who I'm talking to, in what I'm reading, in a podcast I'm listening, in something I've seen on social media, in nature, when I'm at the beach, when I'm dreaming, when I'm in the shower. Things just come to me. I have a list in my phone of podcast episode topics. I don't sit there and bang out 20 topics every day of what I might talk about. When I think of something just out of nowhere or out of a conversation or like a message with this, I go and add it to the list and like then all I type in there is the title of the episode and then when I'm recording, it comes to me. I don't write anything down and that's probably why I sound so disjointed all the time. But it's about the flow. It's about channeling. It's about intuition. (laughs) Like that's what that's what flow is and that's what creativity is and that's what your business or brand should flow on from. Not this forcefulness, not this block, not this like brainstorm. I have to pound something out of my brain. No, that's not organic at all. And I, yeah, every idea I've ever had when it's come to like creating a product that isn't launched yet or something I've got in my mind for a client or whatever it might be, It hasn't come to me when I'm sitting there working on it. I'll tell you right now, it comes to me in the most annoying time, probably when I'm trying to go to sleep and I've just like come up with the best fucking idea. I've written speeches in my mind when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. I shit you not. So the moment you think you need to sit down and brainstorm an idea of starting a business is the moment you need to probably go and do the opposite. You need to get out of your masculine force state And you need to go and do something that's going to get you in flow. Go and do a meditation. Go for a walk. Go on a retreat. (laughs) Do anything to get your mind to switch off. Because when you're switched off, that's when things can just be channeled through you so much more effortlessly. Anyway, tangent over. Getting back to the question. How do I find... Okay, no, actually. How do I make my business a multidisciplinary studio? I think when you're showing up and people know who you are, know what you do already, um, you take people on the journey, take them on the behind the scenes of what your next step is, then they're aware of what you're doing. And that's up to you if you want to be vulnerable and raw and share that and let people be on the journey with you. Sometimes we like to keep things on the D-low, but great example is if you're starting a design course you can you can share that with people and be like, I'm so excited. I've just enrolled into an interior design course. I just know this is the next step into leveling up my business and bringing more offerings and services to you guys to work seamlessly with my floristry. And look, I just know that this is going to take me down so many more avenues and give me so many more opportunities. So this is the decision I've made for my business and I can't wait for you to be on the journey with me. And then as you're studying and you're sharing your projects, people are going to be like, oh, I can't wait for you to like, you know, design me this or design me that. Like they're going to be so about it because they're getting to watch you grow and evolve. And because people know you've gone to take that step to study, they see you're serious about it. They see your commitment to it. And I think that that's going to be a really good um, appreciated moment of sharing. So I think that's a great step in expanding is telling people, why you're expanding, how you're going to do it. 
And it's like as simple as hopping on your story on social media and saying that or posting about it, posting a blog on your website and doing a bit of like teasers as well, like, oh, I've got an announcement coming and things like that. I'm really bad at that because I just get straight to the point sometimes and just like bang post something and that's because I'm in flow, not go. Oh, it's kind of a bit of both. It's because I'm in flow and not strategy. <laughs> I'm not strategic at all. But maybe that's that's what's about me, I guess, that people just get. It's like Alyssa has no filter to her. She has no strategy. She has just – it's just what you get. And because I'm clearly that and you know that it's always going to be raw and real and authentic – it's none of this fake bullshit, false social media plan I've had for four months. It's just, oh, I came up with the idea last night to put a sale on my interior design consults because everyone else has a sale on at the moment and I just thought, oh, you know, let's just do something for, for a month and see how it goes. Like made a little post about it and bang, like let's see how it goes. No strategy behind it at all. Probably just thinking shouldn't have done that but, you know, might be a key in the door to heaps of new clients. I'll wait and see. But you know what I mean? Like I think that's, again, how you just keep people on your on their toes, really, with you. So expanding your studio, make sure whatever you're doing, it, it it's coming across that's going to be seamless with everything else. Like have your connection, have your fluidity with it. Um, if it's a bit chop and change and you're starting one thing and then on the other end of the spectrum you're starting another, people aren't going to really know how it meets. Um, and if you want to start two completely different businesses, make them separate entities. Don't try and team them together because it doesn't work. So, yeah, that's probably it. If you want to make sure it's multidisciplinary and multi-creative and all that, then that's easy. But if you want to start a car wash business tomorrow but also like have a curtain business they're not like collaborative at all so I think just know your points of difference and stick to creating differences rather than trying to make everything work together but multidisciplinary studios are totally they're in I'm gonna say they're an in not an out so go for it sis how do I find clients so the best way to answer this it's not what you know it's who you know I think word of mouth is the best way we get clients and the most common way we get clients in all businesses I've worked in the most common denominator of how we've attracted new clients is from past clients so I guess this can be a great way to engage with new clients is have an offer that you give to a client that's referred someone I should probably do this because I know it's definitely happened. And that client who's going around telling everyone about you, you then give them something back in return for being like, thank you for all your recommendations. Now I think about it and and I know she's going to be listening. I'm like, yeah, I know I should be, I should take you out for a fucking bougie dinner, sis. So anyway, I um feel like you need to get really confident in telling people what you're out here doing to get those first initial clients so like I said jumping on your stories and telling people oh I'm just about to get into this course and start doing this and then that's going to be a new service I offer or great great way to talk about this is when I um 
start was just starting out my business last year. I went on a little staycay with my Gma and it was so nice. And whilst we were away, I told so many strangers what I was doing. Because these people are strangers, they have nothing about you. They know nothing about you and what you've been doing and what you're going to do. So you can tell them anything and they're going to think, wow, that's amazing. But I was obviously telling them the truth and I've gained new clients from that and I gained networks and all that stuff. So go out there and be confident. I think that was the the first thing I learned is if you're going to start a business, you have to self-promote hardcore and once you've got that initial client base, then you're off and running because you've got to do everything you can for those clients, those first projects. You give them your all because when you do things for free and like I had this client who I just talked about before, she would overpay me because she was just like, you're doing so much for me. And so she would actually like round up my invoices, which was like epic, amazing. I love her so much. So yeah, I just think those people, you have to treat like they are kings and queens when they're your first clients, if you want to have business coming back from them and from other people. So definitely network your way into it. First of all, get those first few projects, give them everything 110%. And then the next run of people will come pretty on flow with that. Also, don't be feared that no one's going to come because if you fear that you're having a block up, that no one will come in, no one's going to knock on your door, no one's going to call your phone number, no one's going to email you. So just don't have the fear. It's it's easy to get into that mindset and that scarcity mindset, but that's what gets you nowhere. That's what gets you no clients. You've got to have faith that you are so believing in what your product and your service is that others are too. And the more you are in touch and in alignment and authentic to what that is, the easier it is for people to come in. I think as well, having a real clear way people can get in contact with you, no system in place, then it's too hard. People haven't got the time to figure it out, you know, have links available, have booking systems available, have a phone number like plastered somewhere if you just want like whatever way you prefer people to contact you have that blasted whether it's on google whether it's on social media whatever it might be like I have a booking system like an inquiry form through my website so I want to draw people from social media onto my website to fill out this inquiry form I find it's more professional I find it's like a good way for me to like have all my clients in the one place all the information that I need then I can contact them in my time and I'm not constantly just getting dms from people and then I have to just respond during the day or at night time or on the weekend so if you are interested in working with me head to my website and inquire because then I'll get back to you when I can And then I feel more present when I get back to that person and I can give them my energy, whether it's like through an email, through a phone call, whatever it might be, through like meeting them on site, all that stuff. So having a clear system in place. But if you don't want to have a website up and running straight away, you want people to DM you, say, DM me to find out more. Like have your preferred way easily available for someone. If If you want them to call you on the phone, that's the way you've got to promote it. My cabinet maker is a great example. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have Facebook or Instagram or anything. He just has his phone number on Google. doesn't even have an email. He's impossible to contact. 
unless you have a phone num- his phone number and he gets like a billion calls a day but that's his preferred way of dealing with people and that works for him so it's about being preferred and being organic to how it works and how you find it easiest to deal with people and clients and inquiries and all that stuff and get clear on who you want to be your client most of all and if you want someone who is a certain age falls into a certain market shops at certain places then you need to show your branding to match that I I want to give this example I saw recently it's really really cool one I've recently found on Instagram or TikTok the facial bar on the Gold Coast and just love this girl who runs this business. She's just got very similar vibes and she's all about cleansing the space and everything, if you know, you know. And she was talking about she took a few gift cards to a local luxury real estate agent on the Gold Coast so that when they do their handover to someone who's just bought a home in the area and they give them, like, you know how you get your little handover pack with a few bickies and cheese and a bottle of wine, they would get gift vouchers to this facial bar salon and she goes it's putting me in front of the people I want to come to the salon putting you in front of the luxury people the high-end market was what she wanted so with your business and your brand and your services put yourself in front of the people you want to come to you where do they shop where are they going to see something that's going to relate to you and hear about you because they might not be on Instagram and TikTok those people They might be too old for that. They might be too young for that. Work out what your ideal target audience is and how you can put yourself in front of them. So I definitely think that it's about gaining a little bit of confidence to just start showing up. And we're very lucky that we are living in a time where social media is so available for us to be able to show up like that and to show up whenever we want. Having platforms like a podcast so people can hear you and And get to know you like I'm sure a lot of my clients and my followers listen to my podcast and it's a whole new way of getting to know me and hearing that I'm a bit of a bogan and I swear and I do this and I do that like I'm a bit all over the shop like I'm not a that girl energy you know like I'm just out here being human. (laughs) I feel like my podcast has been the best platform to demonstrate my nature. Also just knowing your own strengths. I can get definitely triggered by people doing the same thing as me all the time but I just have to remind myself that I know my strengths and I know what I'm doing and I know what I bring to the table and if someone's decided to go with another designer over me that's so fine because they're connected to that person for a reason not a personal thing at the end of the day like it's totally just an experience that they're having themselves and whether someone chooses somebody else because of their price then that's different obviously but I like oh really recently actually I found like a person who'd gone to someone else to get some branding done that had inquired with me and when I saw that they got their branding is all finished now They had never responded to like my quote or thanked me for my quote and I followed them up a couple of times and just heard nothing back. I'm more disappointed and offended and triggered that they never communicated to me that they didn't want to go ahead with me and I left like, you know, I left the availability for them and instead they've gone and used someone else and their their branding looks beautiful. Like I, I love it. Like I'm so glad that they've gotten what they want and they've worked with who they want. That's fine so okay with that but it's the communication part that really triggered me because I'm just like 
how hard is it to just acknowledge an email and just be like, thanks for your quote. Um, let me have some time to think about it. Or I'm just not sure we're going to go ahead or I've decided to go ahead with somebody else, but I appreciate your time doing up the quote. Like, oh, it takes two seconds, honestly. And I'm way more appreciative that of that, you know? So instead, I've now felt triggered and I've just been like, okay, well, what's this trying to teach me? Why is this triggering me? All these things come up. And I've realized it's because that person wasn't meant to be my client. They're going to be like that. They're not going to be a great person to do business with. They're not good at communicating and communication is a really core value for me and and my clients and I'm really big on communicating and updating my clients and I love their consistent communication in return. And I literally came off a phone call today with a client who was like, I haven't done what I know I meant to do yet, but I just wanted to call you because, you know, it's about the communication and just touching base with you. Like she gets my love language, you know, and I'm just so grateful that I do have clients who who respect and are attract I attract in my core value realm. And so that's a really big one too, is getting your core values set out from the start. Maybe I might actually do a little post over the weekend on my core values. So like go and head to AS Interior and see if I've actually, I'll hold myself accountable to that now because I think it's important to have core values and for people to, they can hold you against them. I definitely hold people against their core values for sure. It's like can't just say what they are and then not meet them, you know? So get clear on those ones too. Coming back to that, it just made me realize, okay, that client didn't come through, didn't didn't work out for a reason. And it actually opened up a space for a new client who came through for wanting the same thing and has been like an absolute dream client, like so epic to work with. We've created some beautiful branding and I'm just starting their website and it's for this epic business venture and it's something different and something unique and like we've just vibed so much and oh, like her communication is great and everything like I can't fault this client like she's just came in at the perfect time and I think it's because I'm in such a good mindset with if it's not this it's something better and when I when I do lose a client or when I a client doesn't you know commit to me once I've quoted them something then I just accept that and just know that they're not right for me and I'm not right for them and that's okay that's business that's normal that's life that's real and that's going to happen but being okay with that and accepting it quickly moving on so that you can make room for that new and better much better clients come through and just be prepared for those things as well going into business you're not meant for everyone what's that saying you could be the juiciest ripest peach and someone's still gonna not like peaches you're not out here doing business to win everyone to impress everyone to have everyone as your client or to buy your product that's not what we are in here for we're here for the people that value us who want us who believe in us who match us and mirror us and when you know who you are you're going to just effortlessly mirror and match those people back so best thing to do is just to figure out how you can be organic and authentically yourself create a business idea and brand around that and be that be the face of it I hate hearing when people are like I don't want to face the business I don't want people to know who I am behind it why not People want to know who came up with this amazing idea. That's what they want to know because we're all humans. None of us are robots. We're not aliens yet. We're all human and we want to connect with each other. And there is plenty of abundance and opportunity and moments for us to all have. Like 
everyone deserves to be the main character here. We can all be living abundantly. We can all be successful. Think about this saying, thousands of candles can be lit from a single candle and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. So I feel like that comes down to being supportive of other people as well when they are out there doing the same thing as you. The more there is so much more to go around and you can light everyone else up in the room with your candle, that's not going to blow yours out. That's not going to shorten the lifespan of yours. It's only going to create a room full of like more lit up candles and you can all see better and you can feel better and the room is full of warmth, it's full of light, it's expanded and there is a higher frequency now in that space. So take that as your little sign that the more you share excitement and acknowledge what other people are out there doing and be excited for them and and know that they can do it you can do it we can all do it together and be happy for each other then you have nothing to worry about because that the thing is you are you and no one else will ever 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 be able to be you there is not a single other person on planet earth like you and so whatever you go out there and do you're going to do it the right way because you are doing it your way and that's going to attract the right people who like you for you so I think that it's pretty simple At the end of the day if you're going to start a brand make sure it feels right for you and that you would want to shop at you would want to buy from you would want to use as a service because that's how you're going to find your dream clients your dream customers because they also love that same thing. They feel the same energy. They have the same core values as you. All about matching with those people. <sighs> I've talked myself into the actual ground. It is fucking nearly six o'clock on a Friday night. And this is a very long episode. So I want to thank you for sticking around whilst I got to the point. But I hope you found this episode super expansive if this is something that is relatable to you and you've got a business you're starting a business you're up leveling your business you're expanding your business this is going to be a great one for you let me know if you want to hear another sort of business advice branding advice episode I'd love to dive deeper on it and talk for another hour about it but I'm gonna let love you and leave you and thanks so much for listening should I leave us with a little quote I think so I missed the episodes back in the day that I like finished off with the outro and like a fucking sick quote. Oh, so a little fun fact about me is on my Pinterest, I've always used Pinterest as like a sign, like give me a sign, I refresh my Pinterest board and whatever comes up, I'm like, oh, I needed to see that or read that. Refreshing the board. Oh, there's some sick inspo coming up right now. It costs zero to be kind. Must have been listening to me. One more, one more refresh. Oh, this is a good one. All right. I relax. I let go. My life is in perfect flow. Oh my God. And literally as I say that, the rain just starts. Oh. <sighs>